0: If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Get Out and Try podcast. I'm your host, Katie Axel. This next interview is with Val Lundgren, and we talk about Reiki, what it is, how it works, as well as all of the other services that Val offers in her practice. We also get into a little bit of talk about being a foster mom to our furry, four-legged friends. Enjoy. Val, well, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you are a Reiki practitioner. Yes. So, Mm -hmm. Yep. For anyone that doesn't know what Reiki is, can you explain what it is? Sure.
1: (laughs) Yes, without getting into quantum physics, yes. (laughs) Um, So Reiki is energy work. So it's it's an ancient Japanese energy healing technique. It's been around, it kind of came to light in the early 1900s, but it kind of, It's been around for a long time. It just kind of came to, like, more the Western side of the world here in about the 1930s is when it kind of came over to America. So it's just a a beautiful energy-moving technique that we use. So young people might use acupuncture or um, have heard of uh, chicanx. or um, there's other many other um, hands on energy movement sort of practices, and Reiki is just another one of those practices. And we um, don't have to touch the body for the Reiki to be administered. In fact, I do all of my appointments right now are distance, so I just connect with energy bodies distantly and then send Reiki energy to them, which Reiki energy is just universal love light energy. So it's a just a pure, beautiful energy that comes in to help you heal and balance out your energy, and I'm kind of the vessel. And so then I just send the energy to the people that
0: need it and request it. Got it. What is the name of your business?
1: Mindful Wellness.
0: Mindful Wellness. And so, is that something that you have a physical location for as well?
1: It, it's, it's based on my home. So mm-hmm. if I do take on clients once we kind of get through COVID stuff, I I usually. Um, would have them come to my home, if if anything.
0: And what were you drawn to with Reiki? Why did you decide sure. to become a protect practitioner?
1: Yeah, so I've been doing, I've been a part of or been in kind of the holistic kind of, you know, different modalities for years. Um, My whole journey started over 17 years ago when I had my first panic attack. And I knew at that time, okay, I need to figure this out. And I want to do this holistically. And so I went to an acupuncturist and found really great results with that. Uh, I went to other Reiki practitioners and energy work practitioners for many years. And found a lot of relief going to them, and and then I went to school to be a health coach, and so I started doing health coaching, and then just kind of everything kind of went into place. And I thought, you know what, maybe I should start incorporating energy work into my coaching because I work specifically with people who are dealing with stress and anxiety, since that is something I'm very well um, aware of. And so when I I started kind of diving more into like okay let's let's start using it cuz it has worked really well for you. So that's what brought me to it.
0: Is what you do would it work well for someone that is dealing with addiction?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Addiction and mental health are are two in the same. We have the same addictive response to our anxiety and depression as somebody would if they're addicted to cocaine. We have the same <clears throat> the same responses, um, or hormone and, and neural responses are happening when we have our addictive um, feelings come forward um, for a drug and for, for our anxiety or for depression. So yeah, it's super beneficial for... Yeah anybody going through anything like that. Absolutely. Got it. One question I get a lot is it's safe, right? Yeah. Um, that's, you know, like, Oh, is it safe for somebody who's getting cancer treatment to have it? Or is it safe for kids? Is it safe for, you know, somebody going through whatever a surgery? And the answer is yes, a hundred percent. There, there really is no scenario where it's like, no, no, you should never do this. It's, to me reiki is just all love pure light energy can it have a negative side effect generally not but what could come up is you know emotions for somebody and having to address those emotions that might come forward so it is a you know beware if you're going to be going into this like if you do have a lot of emotions to unpack you might some things might come forward and it might be time to address them um is it manageable most likely it's not going to be a. Slap in the face, rude awakening, sort of thing. So yeah. it's, but it is safe. It's. I've worked with lots of kids. Kids love it. I work with animals. Animals love it. You can really work with um, anybody, and it just helps give them more of a relaxed state, give them a little bit more peace of mind, and a little bit more time to start working on their healing. What's interesting too with Reiki actually is that it's becoming much more mainstream and utilized in hospitals. They're doing many more studies now showing that uh, patients are having faster recovery times from surgeries. Patients are going into surgeries with a totally different mindset when they have Reiki. And so a lot of hospitals are hiring Reiki practitioners now and bringing them in because they're showing how much it actually really helps their patients. So there is some... There is some good science out there showing that it does work, even though we can't show in a pill form that it's working so it's it's really interesting
0: are you still doing health coaching
1: yep yep I am
0: what other services do you offer
1: well I'm also a mindfulness practitioner so I work with people and teaching them how to use mindfulness and meditation I work with a lot of kids in that realm and I'm also a heart math practitioner and heart math is all about heart coherence and doing meditations with our hearts we've kind of discovered that actually Actually, our heart is like our third brain. We've got our our brain on top of our heads. We've got a brain in our gut. But then we also, we forget a lot that our heart connects us with so much in our body and our emotions. And if our emotions are out of balance, usually we can balance them out by connecting more with our heart. And so I am a practitioner with heart mass. And what else? Jeez, (laughs) (laughs) I have a whole list, I guess, of other different modalities that I've picked up and used along the way. It, example, you know, EFT tapping, CBT therapy, um, NLP practitioner, that kind of stuff. So, Okay, so things,
0: let's, let's back up just a second with the heart math. Yeah. So what does that look like in a session?
1: Oh Yeah, so heart math is really, it's really, really cool. We have a really neat monitor, so it's a heart rate monitor that we hook up to you. And this is a really awesome practice for somebody that maybe is just starting meditation doesn't really understand meditation having a hard time to sit still and meditate so we hook you up to a a heart rate monitor and it gets hooked up to our computer system and then you will see on the graphs how we breathe and what we think will affect our heart rate and so we get into a heart coherence by a breathing technique that um, the HeartMath Institute developed. Um, And so I teach a client how to do a breathing exercise to help get their heart into coherence with their whole body and start regulating their emotions that way.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. So is that that something when, let's say there's someone that has a hard time controlling their temper, is that a technique that really helps someone like that where they can Mm -hmm. be in the moment and then gain better control over their emotion?
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. Anybody that's having any emotions that are just a little bit too much grief, stress, Uh, anger all of that can absolutely be managed through uh, the heart math technique and just through um, some simple mindful breathing techniques yeah absolutely
0: okay and then after the heart math you mentioned a couple of acronyms let's unpack those what are those
1: So EFT is emotional freedom technique. That is when we do tapping on meridian points within our body and those help um, open up and release um, any stagnant or stuck energies as well. So, you know, for we take I would take you through a session and we tap on a certain thing if it has to do with stress. We could even example stress on like a test that you might have to take. We could tap on the different meridian points within your body so that your level of stress for that taking that test is not a 10 anymore. Rather, we'd bring it down to like a one or two and it's manageable and you don't feel super overwhelmed that you have to take this test. You feel like you can do it and feel confident in doing it. So EFT has been used for a very long time Um, I know a lot of therapists are incorporating it into their practice now because they've seen such great great results with people using it and then CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy again therapists use this in their practice and this is incorporating mindfulness with being more aware to help reduce um, anxiety and stress in somebody that is feeling overwhelmed Um, so there's just a bunch of different techniques they use in the cognitive behavioral therapy and then NLP is neuro-linguistic programming it's a really hard word to say Um, and so this this is all about kind of rewiring the brain so that we aren't kind of stuck in the same loop when we are depressed or anxious we're kind of stuck in this thought loop and so we have to reprogram our brains so that we aren't in this continual loop of thinking and start um, kind of reprogramming the brain so that we can start living a different life than we were. Yeah,
0: so out of all the things that you offer, which one's your favorite?
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I can't pick just I mean, I love doing Reiki. it's been it's been phenomenal to incorporate that in and I have found um, amazing results using it with clients and myself. Um, so I love love, love using Reiki. But each person is different, and some people maybe don't want to go into the, you know, full energy work, and they'd rather just do heart math or, you know, whatever. So um, I find they're all beautiful modalities to use, but I'd have to say Reiki's probably my favorite to use.
0: When someone's in that Reiki session, what would they feel?
1: Um, Many different things. You can feel feelings of floating. You might feel feelings of just kind of euphoria um, coming over you. You might have um, hot or cold feelings. You also could get tingly um, in your feet or your hands. Sometimes people start crying during a session, which is totally normal. Sometimes people start laughing during a session, which can be normal as well. So lots of different kind of feels can come forward. And then sometimes, sometimes people don't feel anything at all. And that's okay. The whole idea is that The reiki is still coming to you, even if you don't have all the fun and silly um, sensations that might come forward for um, some. So it varies between people.
0: And if you're on the sending end of that, are you feeling where there are energy blockages?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep, Absolutely. So I can tune into the energy field, and then I'm able to. Um, I'm also a psychic, so then I'm able to like pick up a lot more within their energy and what's going on and kind of help them through any emotional problems that they've encountered in the last however long they lived. And so then we're able to kind of unpack a little bit of that. So, yeah, I pick up on their different energies. I kind I can feel what chakras are feeling a little off, might need a little more work and what areas we need to focus on. Mm-hmm.
0: So when you say you're psychic, are you able to read thoughts or are you more, I know I've, I've had someone explain this to me before where they've said that there's different there ways to yeah. be psychic, like clairvoyant, clairsentient, clair, yeah. you know, all of those things. Yeah,
1: all the different clairs. Yeah, there's different clairs. And I'm not, a, at this point, I'm not calling myself a psychic medium because I haven't really delved into the mediumship I've had loved ones come forward during sessions, but I haven't like specifically called myself out to be a medium to call people forward. So for me and my psychic ability is kind of a clear sentient where I'm I'm feeling their feelings and then I'm feeling, I can hear different things come forward. So I hear words or I see images that come forward that might be relevant for them for their healing process.
0: Have you had that since you were a kid?
1: You know, I- Yes, I think so. I think for a good portion of my childhood, it just kind of got pushed aside. I've always been an empath. So that's a whole nother, we could probably do a whole different talk on empath. (laughs) Because I think a lot of people would go, oh, that's so me. But I've always been an empath. I've always known that ability was there then throughout high school I kind of noticed like oh I can actually take on somebody else's pain and I can carry it for them or I can take away their sickness like I was kind of noticing some stuff coming up more as as I was a high schooler and then pushed it aside because I became a mom and did my mom thing and didn't think much of it and it wasn't until now that I've kind of gone back into it going oh yeah like this totally makes sense and this works so yeah I think I've always had it I just uh, wasn't using it Got it. For years, so.
0: You mentioned that you can do Reiki on animals as well.
1: Yeah, hmm
0: Let's talk about your animals. How many animals are in your house right now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, So besides everything else I do, I'm also a foster for Coco's Heart. And right now we have 10 puppies in our house. Um, And then we have three resident dogs. We have three cats. And my daughter has four rats. Um, But I never see those guys. So, yeah, our house is always full. We always have animals in and out. And generally, every time I get a litter of puppies or a dog that comes into our house for foster care, um, they're receiving Reiki treatments as well to help balance them out. A lot of the dogs that do come in um, come from a kind of scary situation, a sad situation. Usually they're coming in a little battered and bruised, a little mentally. And so um, I like to give them Reiki to help balance out their energy um, so that they can be the best dog they were meant to be. So
0: so how yeah. long have you been fostering? Um,
1: I think it's been about four years, I think. Okay. I have to do the math. But yeah, three to four years is how long we've been doing it.
0: And do you have a foster dog tally count for how many have been in it? We a have.
1: Health? Yeah, this is um, right now we're at 63.
0: Wow, that's incredible! Yeah. So sixty-three dogs have been adopted out of your house, and you've had yep. them all come in and out. What is yep. that process like for you?
1: Um, it's 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 a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's it. There's been lots of amazing learning opportunities for us. Um, I, we started this years ago because my daughter was being homeschooled, and I thought what a great opportunity for her because she's a big big. Animal lover, and I said, "What a what a great opportunity! She can learn about this process and see the animals come in and help them." And then our first ever foster was a a whelping situation where a mom came in pregnant. They're like, "Can you take a pregnant mom?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I never that done was it before, but let's for it." <laughs> yeah, that was our first. Um, and I I I I would not change it at all and that was like probably one of the most beautiful experiences for us to have as a family to start with and it set us up to understand the processes so much more deeply yeah and so it was it was really wonderful and so yeah that was our first but but then after that it's we were just kind of then like, Hey, will you take litters? Will you take another whelping? Will you take another mom with puppies? And we kind of became known as the, the people that always took the puppies and the hard cases. Oh my <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just, it's, it's been an amazing experience. There's been probably about a handful or so of puppies where it's been really hard for me to let them go. Lots of crying. But then there's some other ones that I'm like, yay, see you later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And not against them. It was just like, you know, they were just great dogs, but they were ready to go. Um, and, And that's what I think what's been so amazing and rewarding is, is being able to see the reactions of um, the people coming when they come to adopt their dog and just the love and compassion they have for this animal and the dog's reaction. And it's just, it's so wonderful to see and to know that you're finding a beautiful home for this dog that, um, really had an unfortunate beginning. So it's like they finally get their fairy tale ending. Yeah. Um, You know, so that's what's great about it for us.
0: Yeah. We just started fostering in our house, so we've had three dogs in our house now. So you're going to be probably the pro that I'll have to tap the shoulder of and say, hey, is this normal or but it's been a sure. it's been a really great experience and i think yeah. coco's does an amazing job with yes. how they handle everything as well i'll be having them on the podcast in the next couple weeks i believe too so i'll have oh, cool. kayla talk about the fostering program for people that are nice. interested in getting into the fostering well let's circle back to your services so you mm-hmm. do distance reiki right now yes and are you yes. offering all of your other services during covid or is it just reiki I am. for now
1: yeah, no, I am, because um, I can do Zoom with clients, you know, for doing health coaching, we can do, we can still do heart math. I've got a portable device, so I would just send it to a client if they're really interested in doing heart math, and we would do the sessions kind of over the phone together or video chat. So, yep, everything we can do distantly.
0: Awesome. And I have some listeners that are not local to the area as well for the podcast. So good to know because you can really handle anyone from across the nation, across the world, right?
1: Across the world. Yeah, I've worked with people in all over the world. So yeah, absolutely.
0: Excellent. And so how can people find you?
1: Um, They can go to my Facebook page if they've got Facebook. So it's just Valerie Lundgren's Mindful Wellness. Otherwise, you can go to my website, which is mindfulwellness.me and find some more information there.
0: I will link those up in the show notes as well. Okay. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was fun, and I hope that uh, you continue to take in lots more dogs. And then also, (laughs) I, I guess one thing I forgot to ask you. Mm. Clearly, you are a lifelong learner. What's the next thing that you're going to learn? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I am not sure yet. Well, I, I am thinking a little bit about um, mediumship training and going that route. But I'm also looking um, at like uh, uh, cranial sacral therapy as well um so we'll have to see where that goes because that's that cranial sacral therapy i'm gonna have to do in person so we'll have to kind of see what's available um via covid but yeah that's kind of my next thought is going into that realm so
0: well we'll be excited to see where you head with that
1: yeah yeah thank you
0: all right well thank you val
1: you're welcome thanks katie for having me i really appreciate it
0: Special thanks to Val for being a guest. If Reiki is something that you've been thinking about trying, hopefully you've been inspired to get out and try it. Check out the show notes to get connected to Val and all of the services that we talked about that she's offering. Don't forget to check out our Sledding St. Croix Valley series. You'll find it as both a playlist on Facebook as well as YouTube. And then when you're done there, check out the website, getoutandtry.com, where you're going to find over 100 businesses listed as well as their events and happenings in the St. Croix Valley area. That wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And then if you are a St. Croix Valley business owner and you're interested in becoming a local episode sponsor or working together in some way, email us at info at getoutandtry.com. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information as well as all of the links to keep you connected to Get Out and Try St. Croix Valley. Until next time, find some ways to connect with your community, support those hardworking small businesses that host all of the fun in the valley. Go, Get Out and Try!